County Beat. I'm your host, Kelly Kyle. It is great to have you with us on this Friday, August 7th. Today, we are taking on school reopenings. Even with the COVID-19 pandemic, the academic show must go on. So now that has school districts and administrators and teachers figuring out how to account for every single possibility without really knowing where this whole thing is going to go. More on that shortly. First, a bit of housekeeping. Shout out to a sponsor of the North County Beat, Cox Communications. Cox Communications offers high-quality Gigablast internet services that help businesses, families, and individuals stay online and stay connected. Get more information at cox.com. And if you're looking to support The Coast News, consider a donation. The Coast News has been a leading local voice bringing North County San Diego the news of the neighborhood for 34 years. Support our efforts to provide high-quality local journalism by going to thecoastnews.com and clicking that donate button on the upper right. We appreciate your support. Now let's get to it, shall we? I want to take you back to those nerve-wracking, exciting first days of school. Waiting for the bus with butterflies in your tummy, you're all dressed up in a cool new outfit, backpack full of freshly sharpened pencils, colorful highlighters, crisp unopened notebooks. And when the bus ride is over, you walk through the bustling hallways to try and find the classroom where you will be spending a majority of your waking hours for the next eight or nine months. Meeting your teacher was always a huge deal. What's my teacher like? Would they be nice? Okay, listen up, everybody. We have a new student with us today. Strict? Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Boring? Bueller? Bueller? You'd get a read on them in the next few weeks. And as for the kids in your class, were there any familiar faces? Potential new best friends? A couple recess periods would start to reveal who would be an acquaintance and who could be a lifelong friend. The point is, building connections in those first days and weeks of school was really important for you as a student. And although we may not have thought about it really at the time, it's important for the teachers too. But with many local schools starting online this year, the first day experience is going to look much different, which is introducing educators to some unique challenges. Jesse Kahn is a fifth grade teacher at Ocean Knoll in Encinitas. When schools closed in the spring, she had already worked with those students for most of the year. So when we jumped on Zoom, we already had that connection that was made in person. And so now we're about to start the school year with students that we don't know. A whole new crop of babes. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, how do we build that cool community? How do we give them a sense of place in a classroom when it's over Zoom? High schools are facing a similar issue. Jeffrey Spanier, a high school English teacher and director of the AVID program at Carlsbad High School, finds it takes about six to eight weeks for students to get used to the structure of the class and of the teacher. Everything's better if your classroom has like a culture to it. You know, it's a a, a community to it. Everything's better and easier. (laughs) All the hard work you ask the kid to do, if you've built a relationship, they'll do it. it Maybe smiling, maybe not, but they'll do it. But without that relationship in place, things get much trickier. The district administrators recognize these challenges, and they are trying to provide ways to help. But let's just say this back-to-school planning hasn't really been a walk in the park or a trip to the playground, if you will. Ever since the governor declared San Diego County as one of the COVID-19 hotspots back in July, schools were forced to relinquish that last bit of hope that they might be able to start the next academic year in person. Today, districts are keeping a close eye on local and state guidelines so that as soon as something changes, they can be prepared to act. 
when we work with public health to understand what they are saying schools should do, um, we can translate that into actionable steps. So if the guidance is you need to do symptom screening of students as they come to school or of employees as they come to school, our guidance really is that granular level. That's Music Watson, Chief of Staff for the San Diego County Office of Education. The office has resources to guide schools through the intricacies of reopening, but Watson says at some point, the schools just have to get creative to figure out what those rules look like in their hallways. But our school leaders in San Diego County are very smart, creative people, and they know their particular situation. And so our hope and what we've seen so far is that they're looking at the public health guidance, they're looking at what we've put out, and they're finding ways to really implement it that makes sense for their community, for their school's needs. So what are some of North County school districts doing for reopening plans? Many seem to be adopting the county's recommendation to just prepare for everything. That means having an all-virtual option, an in-person option once it's permitted, and a hybrid version that slowly integrates in-person education while maintaining distance learning. At Carlsbad Unified School District, for example, there is one program that locks students into distance learning all year long. The traditional school year, on the other hand, We'll start with four weeks of distance learning. At the end of those four weeks, if state and local health officials once again allow in-person instruction, the school will begin transitioning kids back to campus. What that looks like is to be determined. If San Diego County does not get a green light, Carlsbad Unified will continue with the distance instruction. Now that is a lot of ifs, but District Superintendent Dr. Ben Churchill says staff and student safety comes first. We are absolutely committed to bringing students back safely. And uh, if we can't bring them back safely on campus uh, in person, um, then we're going to have an outstanding, rigorous, really uh, high expectations for um, uh, online learning and distance learning. Despite this, Jeffrey Spanier, the Carlsbad High School English teacher you heard from earlier, has a few hesitations toward the current plan. Even though distance learning is an ideal, He does not anticipate local schools being allowed to reopen this year, so he would like to see a semester-long commitment to distance learning. That was one of the problems we had in the springtime, is not committing to it. If it's going to be the way we teach for the first four weeks, let's just make a commitment to the first semester so we can all commit to doing it correctly, students and teachers and parents and every other stakeholder. He's also seen many of his students out in the community without their masks and hanging out in groups near the coast. That makes him a bit uncomfortable returning to in-person instruction without the proper protocols in place. Every time we've gone down, I've seen large groups of my students gathering together. So, you know, as a teacher who's over 50 and who has family members who who are high risk, that makes me very nervous to think that one of the plans we have is to put me back in a room with 35, 36 kids. While the official in-person plan is still being developed for Carlsbad, that's going to be voted on later this month, Dr. Churchill feels confident about the in-person back-to-school measures that the district is discussing. You know, we're going to make sure that that every every person on our campus has has facial coverings. Um, We're looking at the physical distancing piece. We certainly want to create as much distance as possible. You know, we have protocols in place for hand washing and hand sanitizing. We'll um, work with families on what screening processes look like. Uh, We'll be doing screening of all employees, health checks, those sorts of things. Down the coast in the San Diego Union High School District, there's a similar approach. Distance learning to start the year. Except, similar to Spaniard's ideal plan, they are keeping the entire first quarter online. 
Like Carlsbad and so many other districts, San Dieguito surveyed their community in early June to see what the people wanted. Overwhelmingly, they supported getting back to school in person. But Dr. Robert Haley, San Dieguito Union High School District Superintendent, says this just isn't possible with the current state orders. You know, I could send a survey out right now that says, would you want five-day-a-week schools reopened? And I know I probably would get 80-plus percent that would want that. However, we can't do it. You know, so it sort of sends a false message. Even with distance learning for the whole first semester, they're still developing a plan that would introduce small groups of students back onto campus when it's permitted. It'll still be the distance learning curriculum, but kids will just be doing that while on campus. So how are they choosing which students would come back first? It's not going to be by alphabet. It's going to be prioritized. Special education, English language learners, you know, those with unsuitable home learning environments, sort of in a ranked order of who we would be bringing onto campus uh, and, and when and for how long. The school district, which serves middle and high schools, will also be rigorously complying with state and local guidelines to keep up with physical distancing, symptom checking, mask wearing, and cleaning measures. In the meantime, they'll work to make distance learning as normal as possible, even creating space for clubs and activities to still meet virtually. You got to build in some flex time, you know, for small group stuff, for fun stuff, for clubs, um, and that sort of thing. So they're taking that into account. And in Oceanside, if you had asked what their reopening plans were last week, well, they didn't necessarily have one baked out fully for in-person instruction. That didn't sit well with parent and Board of Education candidate Todd Madison, who ended up creating a petition for the district to create a robust in-person plan. What we're really looking for is, is that the district has a, a plan that's been worked out and we know what's happening in place so that when the governor does say it's okay and we can put kids back in school safely for kids and teachers, that we actually have a plan ready to go. For Madison, the cost associated with reopening seemed to be a big concern for the Oceanside District. The Oceanside Unified Communications Officer was unavailable for an interview. However, he pointed out that the district was aware of Madison's petition and that they were planning accordingly. At a board meeting this week, Oceanside Unified revealed an updated plan that did include those big three approaches, all virtual, in-person, and hybrid-style learning. At the time of this recording, Oceanside has yet to release their detailed in-person instruction guide, and until Madison sees that plan, he's still a little bit skeptical. He wants to make sure that parents' voices are heard and that real action is taken. I want to hold them accountable to respond to parent input. That's my whole thing. If they come up with a plan, hey, I, I will be front and center at the next board meeting thanking them for that. At the elementary school level, there is a separate set of challenges to deal with. The state announced a new program that allows elementary schools to apply for a waiver to reopen in person this year once their county is removed from the monitoring list. Encinitas Union School District Superintendent Andre Gray says they want to focus on getting the school year started before they jump into this process. As the that process gets um, explained or delineated, we'll certainly be you know listening. But right now, our focus is on opening and following current safety guidelines um, because there's so much to do to prepare for that. Um, so that's our, our number one focus right now. However, Gray says the school does have most of the infrastructure in place already to get these kids back when it's permitted. They have color-coded seats at the lunch tables and within classroom settings. They've got outdoor spaces ready to go for class outside, and playground equipment has been sectioned off. The challenging part, Gray says, 
is educating the kids to understand and stick to these rules. Our next step when they do come back is how do we make sure we're teaching them all of the new structures um, and um, allowing them to you know, feel the new campus in a different way, um, but keep them safe at the same time. To keep instruction consistent amid the uncertainty, the Encinitas Union District is working with their teachers on professional development that instructs them to teach in three-week units. That way, their curriculum won't be interrupted if learning plans change. For when, or if, schools can operate in person again, Jessie Kahn, an elementary school teacher in this district, said that she is confident that their safety measures, which she helped design, by the way, will keep students and staff healthy. I was really ready to get back, and I, I really felt like I, could, I, I was in a safe place with all the plans and everything. Now there is one more elephant in the classroom here. What happens if staff or students test positive for COVID while attending school in person? All of the superintendents I spoke with said that they will, as expected, follow the state and local guidelines on how to handle a positive case. Prevention is ideal, they told me, but should someone become infected and bring that to school, these administrations are ready to send or keep these individuals at home, begin contact tracing, and require that they quarantine for two weeks. Andre Gray of Encinitas Union says a priority for their district is having a system in place so everyone knows exactly who to report to in this situation. Who's in charge of, you know, um, notifying public health and um, who's in charge of following up with the contact tracing? Who's in charge of um, where the, you know, when we do symptom checks every day, who is being notified? A lot of that's just making sure everybody knows their role and who is um, responsible. The future of in-person school is still very up in the air. It's a lot for teachers and administrators to figure out. But how are the kids holding up? While her brother has adjusted pretty easily to distance learning, it's been harder for rising fourth grader Emmy Kahn, who's the daughter of Encinitas teacher Jesse Kahn. I like the feeling of being around people and around my friends, and I honestly miss like my classmates and my friends. But she does like being able to work at her own pace, and she felt quite well rested that second half of last school year. Yes, sleeping in was definitely fun. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, what time did yeah. you, when you had to go to school, what time did you have to wake up? Probably like 6.30. And now what time do you wake up when you're in school? <laughs> like 8 something. Overall, Emmy has a pretty good attitude toward the whole situation. Of course, with her mom being a teacher, she knows that schools are doing everything that they can to get kids back safely when they're able to. She's willing to wait for that. Because I know that um, the teachers know, like, what's happening, and I think that in the end they're going to make a good decision on what we're going to be doing. On that note, that's all we have for you today on the North County Beat. As always, things are changing rapidly with regards to the coronavirus and its effects on our world, so keep checking in with your city and school district for the latest information. Now this is really exciting. If you are looking for more great local podcast content, check out the new Coast News podcast directory on our website, thecoastnews.com. This includes the North County Beat and our headlines, Lick the Plate with David Boylan and Cheers North County. These are all really great local pieces from our reporters, so make sure you check those out. Head to our website, click on the podcast banner, or you can listen on Spotify, Apple, or Google Podcasts. Make sure you review us and subscribe. A couple of thank yous on the way out today. Our podcast manager is Ryan Woltz, our editor-in-chief 
is Jordan Ingram. The Coast News Associate Publisher is Chris Kidd. And our publisher is Jim Kidd. I'm Kelly Kyle. Stay safe and we will catch you back here on Friday, August 21st. Have a great weekend and I will talk to you soon.